Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to God's Word for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is a Lesson Companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word Winter 2020-2021 Lesson Manual or Student Workbook and turn to Lesson Number 11, intended for February 14th, 2021, the lesson entitled Fight the Good Fight of Faith. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bible, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. Well, before we look into God's Word today, if you want to go ahead and turn and uh, hold your place, we'll be looking at a couple different passages in Ephesians chapter 6, 1 Timothy chapter 1, and 1 Timothy chapter 6. But Sergeant Joan Mortimer, Flight Officer Elspeth Henderson, and Sergeant Helen Turner were all members of Britain's Women's Auxiliary Air Force, the WAAF, during World War II. On September 1st, they reported to their posts when the German Luftwaffe unleashed an aerial attack during the Battle of Britain that would have sent nearly any man or woman running. But these brave women remained at their posts throughout the bombing. Officer Henderson's operation room took a direct hit. It knocked her to the floor, but she righted herself and continued working. Sergeant Turner stayed at the switchboard while the bombs were falling, and Sergeant Mortimer worked in the armory when the raid started. Even with bombs exploding around her, Mortimer gathered a bundle of red flags and hurried out to mark the many unexploded bombs throughout the area. It felt safer to hunker down and seek safety, but these women remembered what all soldiers must remember. We are ever at war. And although we enjoy worship in comfortable sanctuaries, we're at war. Our services feel like uh, more of a celebration than a battle, but we are at war. The Apostle Paul reminded us to suit up daily with the whole armor of God, march on our knees and fight for our souls and others. Our families and cities are counting on us. At times, these women felt like they were fighting an unwillable war, but in May 1945, they and their allies won the war. And when we hear of terrorism, school shootings, drug addiction, and pornography, it feels like we are waging an unwinnable war. But our God is fighting for us. The church is fighting beside us. Through God's Spirit and our unity, we will win our battles. And by the grace of God, we will win the war. Would you turn with me, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 6, 1 Timothy chapter 1, 1 Timothy chapter 6, and let's look at this lesson, Fighting the Good Fight of Faith. All right, let's look at our lesson text today. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's look at verses 10 through 13. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. And then 1 Timothy chapter 1, 
begin reading just two verses, 18 and 19. 1 Timothy 1, verse 18, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. In 1 Timothy 6, verses 11 and 12, But thou, O man of God, flee these things, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. And that's our key verse, verse 12 of 1 Timothy chapter 6. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. The focus thought for the lesson that contains this lesson text is we must remember we are in a battle for our souls and we must fight the fight of faith every day. Looking at these uh, three different passages, uh, sets of verses from these three different locations in Scripture, all are written by the Apostle Paul, the first few verses to the Ephesian church, and then the last few verses to uh, Timothy, his son in the gospel, a young pastor that he uh, mentored and, and uh, helped grow in the faith. When we look at these passages and this idea that we are in a fight, as our the opening story kind of talked about these three women in the Women's Auxiliary Air Force during World War II and and how soldiers are trained that we are always, we're ever at war and that we are at war in our spiritual, in a spiritual sense. There's, const, there's a constant war going on for our faith. There's a constant war going on around this world. The enemy is not laying silent or laying low. He's constantly, it seems, to be on the offensive and we have to be ready as believers to not only defend, but also ourselves to go on the offensive. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul tells the, the Ephesian church to be strong in the Lord. And it says twice in these few verses to put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. Why is the armor of God so important? Why is the armor of God so important? Well, I mean, specifically, we look at what the words are saying in verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, put on the whole armor of God, Paul says, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the evil onslaught of the spiritual realm, the, the, the enemy, the devil. Put on the whole armor of God. If you read in Ephesians 6, after this passage right here, it goes into several verses that talk about specific pieces of armor, whether it's the helmet of salvation or the breastplate of righteousness or the shoes, our, our feet, uh, shod is the King James Version, uh, shod with uh, the, the shoes, the preparation of the gospel of peace, that, that whatever, that it goes through several pieces of armor, the, the, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. And Paul tells the Ephesians church that we are in a war, that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood per se. Sometimes we can get distracted and think we are against and we're wrestling and we're fighting against other people. 
we're fighting against uh, these kind of people or fighting against people that believe this kind of thing. But in all honesty, we're not at war with people. All people have been made in the image of God. And all people deserve to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and to be able to choose to turn to Jesus and receive forgiveness of their sins. So we're not at war with people, but we are at war with, uh, Paul tells the Ephesians, principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. And in order to withstand, in order to stand against the onslaught of the evil in our day, we have to put on the armor of God. We have to put on the helmet of salvation. We need sal- We need to be saved. We need salvation to work in us, the blood of Jesus to work in us, the Holy Spirit to work in us. We need these things so it protects our minds and protects our spirits. We need to live righteously and act righteously and let the righteous of, righteousness of Jesus Christ cover us so it protects. It's a breastplate of righteousness. It protects our hearts, our heart. It protects our vital organs. It, it, it keeps us protected. But also, there's a weapon. Most, most of them are defensive, protecting ourselves. Let's be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, against the onslaught of evil in our world. But there's also the sword of the Spirit. There's also an offensive portion of this, that we don't just stand our ground. We don't just try to stand and, and hold our ground or try to just endure the evil that's in our day. But the Bible says we can have the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God. And we can also fight and go on the offensive through the power of the word of God. We, why is the armor important? Because it's the only way we are going to withstand in this evil day. It's the only way we're going to keep our minds sane. It's the only way we're going to keep our hearts protected. It's the only way we're going to be, be shielded is through faith. That's the, the only way we're going to stand is by putting on the whole armor of God. Why don't you take some time this week and read the rest of Ephesians chapter 6 and read about the armor and see what Paul says and and, and, and learn that and, and get that inside of you so you can, you can know how to withstand in this evil day. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, the second portion of Scripture here, uh, Paul is talking to Timothy and reminding him of the prophecies that have been spoken over his life. And he says, remember them, hold to them, So you will war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. He says, which some people have put away and their lives have become shipwrecked. A good conscience, holding faith and a good conscience. What role does a good conscience play in our walk with God? What role does a good conscience play? Now we've we've always you've probably heard people talk about having a seared conscience, uh, a conscience that that we um, that, that after a while the, the the fight's gone on so long and you've yielded to temptation, you've yielded to, to to certain beliefs, and you've allowed them to seep inside of your life, and then your conscience that once guided you and helped you to understand, okay, this this the spirit wants me to do this, or I feel led of the spirit to do this, or when the when the when the word is spoken and it convicts your heart, that 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 the conscience is alive and it's it's able to respond to God's word, able to respond to the spirit, but we can get so. Um, we can get so overwhelmed by the things of this life and, and we can get so consumed by ungodly things and ungodly pursuits, unrighteousness, that our consciences can become seared 
to the point where we don't hear God's word. We don't recognize the Holy Ghost. We don't recognize the moving of the Spirit. We get so consumed with the world that our heart no longer is attuned to his presence and his voice and his word. And so Paul tells Timothy, we're in a fight. Hold on to your faith and keep a good conscience. Make sure you stay sensitive to the Spirit. Make sure you stay sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Make sure you your heart is attuned to Him. Don't let the pleasures of this life overcome you and overtake you. Don't let the desires of this world, the fleshly desires, worldly desires take over. Don't let those things overcome you. Don't let the wiles of the devil and the onslaught of the enemy, don't let it overcome you. Stand, hold on to your faith. Hold firm. Keep a good conscience. I want to always be able to walk into the house of the Lord. And when I hear preaching go forth or I hear the worship of the saints, I want to be able to be moved by the Spirit. I want to be able to be challenged by the Holy Ghost. I don't want to get to a point to where my conscience has been dulled or my conscience has been weakened or even my conscience has been seared to the point where God speaks to me or God's Spirit moves or God's presence moves and I'm unmoved. Got to keep a good conscience. Stay close to the Lord. Stay in tune with the Lord. In the last passage, 1 Timothy chapter 6, Paul speaks to Timothy and, and talks about fleeing some things, fleeing unrighteousness and fleeing fornication and fleeing ungodliness and fleeing these things. You know, we can stand our ground so long. And with the help of the Holy Ghost and with the arm of the Lord, we can stand against the winds of this world and against the ungodliness of this world. But there are some times you can't just, oh, I'm just going to grip my teeth and stand and bear this. You have to, some situations, you just have to run, flee, get away from that situation, get away from that, that influence. You've got to get away. And so Paul's telling Timothy, flee these things and follow, pursue after righteousness and godliness and faith and love and patience and meekness. And then he says, and fight the good fight of faith. Now, I've already covered some of this, but the last question I want to ask and to consider to kind of wrap this up is how is this life of faith like a fight? I bet if I asked you this, how has... As your life of faith, have you have you had to fight at all? Have you ever felt like you're in a war, in a battle? Have you ever started out your day, it seemed good, then all of a sudden the tide turned and things starts happening and things starts coming against you and you just feel like you're in, you're in a fight, you're in a war? We are in a fight for our faith. The, the world is becoming more and more brazen and bold against truth, against righteousness, against godliness, against a life of purity. We are constantly under attack. Children of God and the principles of Scripture and the truth of God's Word is constantly under attack. Somewhere on the internet, it's being attacked. Somewhere on a television screen, it's being attacked. Somewhere in Hollywood, they're filming some some movie right now, and truth and godliness is being attacked. Some book on a bookshelf somewhere, the words in that book are attacking the truth and 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 faith. Somewhere in in around the right, even now, somebody's speaking a word that is coming against the faith 
of believers, coming against the truth of God's word, coming against righteousness and holiness and godliness. We are in a continual battle for faith. If you think that you're going to live this life and that we can do whatever we want to do and live however we want to live and come out victorious on the other side, we're fooling ourselves because the enemy is doing all he can to fight for our souls. As the apostle John wrote, the thief, quoting Jesus, says, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. The thief didn't come to give us pleasure. The devil didn't come to give us a good life. The devil doesn't come to give us a reprieve from all the pressures of life and just give us a, no, he's come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. No other reason, no other plan, no other angle. He wants to destroy, kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. We are in a fight for our lives and for our faith and for our souls and for eternity. We're in a fight. I want to challenge this week those listening today. Purpose, number one, to put on the armor of the Lord every day. Purpose, read through Ephesians 6 this week. Every day, read through Ephesians 6 and pray that God would help you to keep your mind protected by by the, the new birth, by salvation, that your heart would be protected by righteousness, that, you're, that, that, that you're, you would carry the shield of faith, that you would bear the sword of the Spirit. I want you to pray and focus on carrying the armor of God each day this week to be able to withstand the things that are coming your direction. And then finally, just adding on to that, number two, determine to fight for your faith every day. Don't give place to the devil. Don't give him a foothold. Don't back up. Don't get so discouraged by what's going on in life. Don't don't feed your mind with all the news, the news cycle, okay? Don't feed your mind with Twitter and with Facebook. Take some time away this week. Feed your mind with godly things and righteous things. Any little thing the devil can get a foothold in our life, he's going to do it. Any means he can do it by, he's going to do it. But we've got to remember we are at war And we're not going up against a friendly foe. We're going up at someone who's trying to destroy our lives. But we've been promised we will have victory if we will just look to him and trust in Jesus Christ. We can have victory in Jesus' name. Dear Lord, we are so grateful that you not only have died for us and given your life so that we might be saved, and ultimately live forever and eternity. But you knew the the fight that we would have. You knew the war that that would go on, not flesh and blood, but spiritual principalities and powers. And I pray that you'd help us to walk in faith and to walk in power, to walk in anointing, and to walk in a hope, knowing that you fight with us and you fight for us. God, we want to fight a good fight of faith. We want to, we want to stand strong on the, against the onslaught of the enemy. We know the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church of the living God. And we stand firm on the hope and the faith that we have. And we look to you and we trust in you. Guide us, direct us, and lead us. Let us walk in victory. Let us walk in hope. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast. 
where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.